Delaney. And it's Katie. This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Um, what's going on? <laughs> well, that was so awkward. I just realized, looking at my thing, one of the news stories, I was like, I think I'm going to bump that to next week because I feel like I got, you know, I got home very late last night and I didn't, uh, Okay. Girl, my brother graduated from high school. We went out to eat. <laughs> and then? And then that's it. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, I'm going to move one of them to next week. But yeah. Anyway. Well, last um, episode from Charleston. So, you'll get my normal quality. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the audio quality was bad. It didn't sound bad a couple weeks ago when I had to uh, edit. But also, um, I'm in this suite by myself. And also, most of the people are gone because the last concert was yesterday. And if you're not in the opera that's tonight, then you went home. So there's no percussion next door. So, yep. Well. But speaking of opera, I do have that tonight. So let's... (laughs) get going okay so news this week yes just gonna make it quicker the main thing is that it's summertime the classically black book club is coming back Ah, book club book club book club and i know you guys i know you guys have no reason to trust us on this (laughs) (laughs) after last time yes um about that Let's just pretend it didn't happen. I know we led y'all, <laughs> we led ourselves astray last time as well. Okay, but to be fair, like that was a crazy turn of events. Yeah. Like to be fair, like why was the book so bad? We we because we didn't read this one ahead of time either. Because why would we? We want to like we're a little bit ahead of y'all, but like just so that we make sure we are up to date. But like we don't want to read the whole book and then do the book club, you know? Yeah, because that's a lot. So and also the reviews on that book were good that's what i don't understand that's crazy Y'all, i will never and we had no reason to believe it was bad exactly. this is why they books okay. <laughs> if y'all, i was about to say i'm against banning books but if y'all were gonna ban one <laughs> like i would start there and you know you know that was one episode that had like um like we got like a two-star rating I, it had to be him because that's so random because Anna was one of them. Hmm. Well, but I give you. Write better. Well, you did just come out with a new book, so. But you know, I will say I met this um, amazing girl. Her name is Kennedy, and she plays bassoon. And she was so sweet to me. She's like, "Oh my god, you do classical black? I love classical black." And she was saying that I didn't. She didn't read the book, but she enjoyed the commentary because we were like by the end of it like we were it was just brutal i think i remember just straight up roasting the book like Mm -hmm. hating every moment of it so at least people like uh, apparently enjoy what we got to say about it so even if the book is bad like just come along for the ride and like yeah because i mean i've already bought mine we the ones that have to suffer natural so right oh i gotta buy that um, I've already forgot since you told me an hour ago. So. Okay, so the book that we're doing is called Bel Canto by Anne Patchett. Um, we're doing this for the month of July, every Monday. Um, we'll be discussing a portion of the book on the show. So, 
Um, I'm going to do a little plot summary. It says, somewhere in South America, at the home of the country's vice president, a lavish birthday party is being held in honor of the powerful businessman, Mr. Hosokawa. Roxanne Koss, opera's most revered soprano, has mesmerized the the international guests with her singing. It is a perfect event until a band of gun-wielding terrorists takes the entire party hostage. But what begins as a panicked, life-threatening scenario slowly evolves into something quite different. A moment of great beauty as terrorists and hostages forge unexpected bonds and people from different co- continents become compatriots, intimate friends, and lovers. I didn't I, I didn't see that whole terrorist and hostage yeah, part. Yeah, I didn't see that part. Bonds. Okay. We're, we're going to see what that's, what that's about. I already spent my money, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> already off to a little rocky start how <laughs> even get the book yet um okay so we're gonna post this on social media but i'm just like also gonna say our reading schedule here that and this is the episodes these are the chapters we will be discussing on the episodes that come out on these days so not like the week of this we're reading these chapters we will have read the chapters on these days july 3rd we're gonna be discussing chapters one and two um july 10th chapters three and four july 17th chapters five and six july 24th chapters seven and eight and then for july 31st chapters nine ten and the epilogue so wait is it like a novella no how big is the book when it's like like, maybe like 300 some pages oh it's around what is long it's around the size of the the one that shall not be named oh okay yeah chapters like are short yeah i mean i mean mean, not a lot of chapters yeah that's what i was thinking too because then i was like "Mm, i don't know about this but yeah because i i because i know that the last one was hard to to divvy up but Mm -hmm. this one because there's five um mondays in july so Mm -hmm. it was it was better but yeah um okay yeah so join the fun um, it'll be fun regardless because last time yeah it will for you guys it was fun yeah. there were times when i just really like you know when you put an animal out of its misery like when a horse breaks his leg <laughs> like that's what <laughs> i felt like reading that book oh my gosh okay um okay and then this is the last thing i just wanted to um bring attention to um there's a gofundme in the description of this episode for uh david dickerson who some of you may know um if you don't david is a horn player um who was recently um involved in a hit and run on his bicycle um and was in a coma and last i heard he was able to move like an arm and his head yeah and his and his mouth so so he's out of the coma I think so. And they okay, said he's about to be moved to yeah, a treatment facility. They're saying it's going to be a long road ahead, but it looks like he can uh, recover from this. So, um but of course, it's America. So, medical bills are through the roof. If you can help, that would be great. Um so the link is in the description for that. Um and yeah, I hope he gets gets well soon. Yeah. Yeah. I actually played I know that I, I, we were talking to him because he knows Richard at Gateways, but I played with him quite a bit because he's Chuck Dickerson's nephew. Oh, yeah. see, I was wondering if there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. He's his nephew. 
Yeah, I've played a couple of in a couple of orchestras with him yeah. over the years. So yeah, that's there, and I'll probably I think I'll just keep it there. Like the last thing that we did, we did something else that I just kept. Oh, uh, Josh um, from Kansas City. I'm just keeping his stuff in the description as well until if you want to help him out until like further notice. So I think I'll do the same with this as long as it's up there. Um, As long as his GoFundMe is up, the link will be in the description. Yeah. Man, that's, it's just so incredibly sad. Yeah. I hope they also, they catch the person. Yeah. Like a coma. Nah, nah, like you really need to go to jail. Like you, how you going to hit? Nah. Mm -mm. But also how do you live with yourself with a, like, like you just kept driving, like nah. You just kept driving, like, like what the? F- oh, no. Wow. But yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, time for the intermission. Um, let me find it because I was gonna do something else, but it gave topic. So now I'm a little discombobulated. So let me go to my Twitter. Um, so someone, uh, here I'll say who at Tam Sully 12 tweeted, um, without Googling, name a famous historic battle. And we've done this before, like with composer beefs. Like, I just post, post a picture of Brahms and Trike, but um, I thought we would talk about this more like in classical music like what's what's a historic battle and um i'll say mine first because i don't know if i don't know if you're still thinking about yours but um mine is between the winds and the strings like that is crazy especially like right now i'm literally surrounded by wind players i'm so outnumbered in my little group and i just get it's like constantly getting ate up and I, I feel like it's also if you think about even like the separation of it it's kind of funny too because it's like they're on risers and we just in the front so it's like it's really a divide like and they are they they love saying like because I hate one thing I I say that to just piss off Tyler just for fun I'll be like I hate playing principal which in general I do if you know that about me I hate playing principal because like you just gotta be on too much like you gotta you gotta really and Tyler's like well when I play flute that I'm like oh my god you're gonna be so hard body like okay yeah. like we was all at the petting zoo i pick viola you pick flute like what what sound like right sound like you fell also, off right <laughs> like i don't like i don't gotta go as hard like i'm so sorry or but or like last summer he got mad at me because i said i didn't like chamber music because i'm not really a chamber music girly i enjoy listening to it but i don't like i don't like playing it um because for the same reason he's like well, you every you gotta know your part. There. I'm like, oh my god! But like, they really be dragging us because it's like the strict players. They, I'm like, we'll be like, we got more notes, and then they'll be like, y'all not even playing all the notes. But I will say, I got the best compliment from Olivia because like, um, there was a concert where she wasn't playing the first half, and I had to play the first half. And um, she's like, Katie is really playing all the notes. I'm like, yes. Like, so don't talk. You not you not talking about me. Like, I play all the notes. And then, or like, there was a time in rehearsal, like the conductor made us do the VOs made us do something and they were like damn like hey playing all the notes I'm like yeah so chill on me like I know my little part but like they got mad beef with us like the string players they always whatever like it's always 
it's all da da da. Like that's crazy to me. Like y'all gotta chill on us. Also, to be fair, like yeah, y'all are one and apart, but we gotta make twelve people sound like one. Y'all don't. It's a different type of struggle. Like you get to do your own little thing because like something was happening like in Symphony Fantastique where like the vi- the flute had some Tyler had something with the first violins and it wasn't together and you know Tyler he was like well I'm watching Jonathan <laughs> and it's like I understand that but 12 especially we don't play together like this orchestra would never exist again right so it's like you gotta get 14 it's like 14 first you gotta have 14 people to play sound like one violin and, a, and play with the flute nah don't play with us that's crazy like y'all don't nah I'm not gonna take too much slander I mean I have to take it here cause I literally just get yelled over but this is my podcast. Like, we not taking it. Stand up. Justice for the strings. Okay, you about to okay. start a war. <laughs> In the comments in the next episode. Right, because I'll be like, well, y'all never come to rehearsal prepared. I'm like, that just sounds like, like, what you mad about? Sink, like, don't worry about what I got to go, what I got going on and what I'm doing and where I'm coming and where I'm going and what I got prepared and what I don't got prepared. Like, worry about you and your part. That's what you wouldn't be so mad if you were just worried about what you got going on. Don't worry about us. We cool. We good. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I personally have beef with multiple composers. I feel like. So <laughs> <laughs> I was debating on whether I should do between me and Strauss. Cause I really do have beef with him. I have beef with him, yeah. like just bass players in general. I don't know if other bass players feel this way, but they all too. The way he be carrying on with first of all everything got to be in unison, and the thumb position stuff like way way up in thumb position, not way 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 up, but like you in thumb position in mm. orchestra. Like I just feel like if you gonna nobody else is really doing all that. If you are gonna do all that, we need a sonata from you. Like I feel like that's what it's reserved for, um, but another one I was I was thinking though is the beef between I don't know whether or not to include y'all in this bases and the conductor slash the rest of the string section because I just feel like I just feel like we just so like separated like y'all don't really like let us in like that like I feel like it's mostly what you mean it's mostly the conductor though that's why I was like I don't know whether or not to include y'all in this but like I understand like functionally the bass is like half a string instrument and like half the time we with the low brass but like all that whole like I can't tell you how many times in orchestra over the years I've heard strings and basses like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Loki, I've I've said that before. See, see, <laughs> you're included. You're included. Or no, but to be fair, like we like lower strings, like that doesn't. I've noticed, like that's y'all. That, that's that's y'all. There you go. And yeah. or when they start strings and then they'll stop because they they realize we're playing and <laughs> 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 like oh I didn't mean y'all. People don't really be thinking about y'all for real. Like. I feel like you get the most attention like after the classical period because y'all actually got something going on. Yeah, yeah. distinctly. But yeah, I've yeah, they got beef with you <laughs> and Tuba. Mm. But see, it's so that's so funny to me because like you when when basses stop playing, you notice mm. like the bottom drops out. So mm-hmm. some respect on our name. They got mad beef with you. I felt so bad because. <laughs> 
we um we were leaving stage. Me and Aurora were leaving stage, and this bass player came, and we like stopped and like let her go first. And I found Aurora. I said, I'd rather separate salt from sugar, not salt from sugar. Yeah, salt from sugar, grain by grain. I don't understand that lifestyle. Like, I don't get it. I'm so sorry. Like, what having a bass? Like, oh my, like it's like the most inconvenient. There's no, there's no other instrument that's more in- harp. And harp is more inconvenient. It's heavier. But like, I couldn't imagine being a bass player. And I also wonder, like, yeah, I wondered, like, what do harpists take their harps everywhere, or is that like a? In some cases, is it like a piano situation? I don't know for sure. Cause I know they do travel with them, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know the. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I must pay attention with Memphis, but because I don't, cause like in Memphis, like they go through a different door. The Cartage instruments go through a different door, so I don't really pay attention. And she on the other side too, so I don't really know what she be doing. But here. They've been carting around, which mm. freaking sucks. But they have like parking passes and stuff, like so they at least they can park up on the door and stuff. Yeah. But I be that. I when I watch okay to get into the pit for Vanessa, there's stairs, and that man comes and has to carry that harp up the stairs. I'm like, that's cra- mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Yeah, carrying a harp like, is so awkward. Yeah, like I just, I guess, so I guess that's the more a more inconvenient because, like, I've lifted a bass before, obviously for like, I taught or, middle school orchestra, like, and I've also carried a bass for kids, like the because like I feel like always the smallest kid want to play bass, so I've I've carried mm-hmm. a bass for students before, but I just could not like I don't understand how y'all do it and like they don't always it don't seem like they always get carded here, like I feel like I've noticed like when it rains it's only rained like like four or five times over the past month like that means you're walking with a bass for seven 17 minute walk with a bass yeah and i would not be doing that y'all have to come get me like i'm not for 17 minutes is crazy that that's when i can't like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do too much on spoiler like maybe like because i did see them get picked up yesterday and it was not raining yesterday it was actually very nice yesterday so i don't know maybe maybe the people who are walking want to walk Mm. that could be it but like I've only seen them get cartage for sure, like in the rain, and I'm like, that's crazy to me. Cause honestly, me, me personally with a cello, like y'all gonna have to come get me too. Like, how the cello? <laughs> Cause sometimes my viola be, I don't even be noticing my viola be heavy until I come to this festival because I never have to walk with it. I never wear my walking from from the car to rehearsal. When I'm walking 17 minutes with a viola, now my back wet. That's crazy. Like I'm not, I'm too old for this. I'm having a great time, but I don't. That's why, like, when I look at the bass, I be like. Yeah. That's it's a pain. You gotta like ass. you don't know what, and I see why you don't like gigs because like you don't know what the stairs gonna be looking like. You don't know if you gotta go into the pit. Like you don't know. Like yeah. there's so many variables that as a violist I do not have to think about. Well, how big are the doorways? Because then sometimes the door be like, Mm-mm. I just yeah. don't. I just like it's and, it's such a pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> and I'm too clumsy to be because my bass would have been had a hole in it. Like that's why I mind them. Um, that's why, like, I remember at Eastman, they would be like, I remember, um, I forget her name, old girl in the, um, in the office where they do the orchestra stuff and was like, oh, 
um it's gonna the string section is gonna be an osl 101 haha i know that's bad for y'all basis i'm like yes it like literally is and like not in a funny way like it's almost impossible to get to osl 101 without hitting your base on something unless one of us has to go down there first and then we go outside the building on the side and then come up those stairs that's the only that's the only way because if i just understand like as the orchestra manager why can't they just because the orchestra office is also right there. Why can't they just be like, bases come through the side door of that little street? Yeah. There's like, no stairs right there. There's a couple, but like, not like. Oh, it is? I don't remember. And anything. I think that, because um, that's the one that usually one of us will take one for the team and go go down. But like, uh, and open it from the side, because that door is always locked also. I'm like, y'all could put a right. key card thing right there, but okay. But yeah, because it's almost impossible to get into the annex, that part, because it's like two like really tight turns and it's like i don't remember what it looks like Hold dang now you're blocking it out oh it is really tight because you gotta go up them three little stairs by the elevator right and then yeah and that's tight that is very tight actually and then you gotta go to the right oh and that hallway's tight mm-hmm. so and, then you, and, the, and the turn the stairs because it's like stairs right here and then you turn and then it's more stairs mm-hmm. that whole that's that whole thing is a labyrinth like why would you build it like that <laughs> i mean i guess it was a library Hmm. I guess so. That whole building was a library, but still, why would you build a library like that? I could say that I could roast them because I owe them money. So. I don't owe them money. I owe money because of them. Mm-hmm. Um, clear the air. Don't write them. Um, yeah, I don't understand it. Like, no tease to the bass players. Like, y'all are doing your thing. Shout out to Joseph Conyers, the creator of the bass. But, um, I don't get it. So, like, I just don't understand. <laughs> And I'm lazy too. I'm like every time I be looking at Tyler with his little backpack, I be like, "Wow, I know I messed up. I really messed up because if I play flute, they just be walking around with a lazy little backpack. They might gotta play piccolo. What's the piccolo weigh? 0.7 grams. Like, ah. Uh, but then you gotta you can put that behind your ear like a pencil. <laughs> 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 you don't even need a case for it. <laughs> Don't even need a case for it. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was in, um, because sometimes I go over to Tyler's stand to push his music off, and he was like, I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, Piccolo, his Piccolo fits in the same case as his flute. I'm like, y'all don't even have to work hard. Like, you don't have a separate case. For hey, y'all are so unserious. Like, that is unserious to me. I am so sorry. Like, this big purple case on my back is heavy, and Olivia was telling me her she carries like three clarinets with her it's 25 pounds and see i'm like that hurt me personally i'm not doing that either so i mean yeah i felt like food would have been a move but i did music ed i started to do marching band and that's crazy so i did exactly what i was supposed to do because if you do music ed for a band instruments marching band is a requirement mm. which yeah anyway we moving on yep that's that. Okay, so we decided we want to do a Tina Turner tribute, but like in a different way. We wanted to talk about how some of the aspects of her life apply to our experiences in classical music. And if that's confusing to you, you'll just hang on. We're going to tell you. Um, do you want to, I think you know more specifically than I do. Do you want to talk about like when she achieved like the timeline of her success as an artist? Um, yeah. So 
Tina Turner had um a lot of success like in the 60s when she was still married to her abusive husband ex-husband um Ike Turner but they were named like the Ike and Tina Turner review and it would be like them and like some Ikeettes like background singers and stuff and they were really like successful and I think I mean she I still feel like was like very much the star of the show and that's when she kind of like coined like a lot of um the dancing style that is like sort of signature to her and all that but so she had that success when she finally decided to leave him um that divorce kind of like took everything from her and the only thing that she got to keep was her name because her name is not really Tina her name is anime um so she got to keep her name her stage name and um because she wanted to build her own life with it so basically he took everything she she doesn't own any rights to any of the hits that they had in the 60s um and I think early 70s um and at 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 first she was playing like burlesque shows and cabaret stuff in Vegas and stuff and like not really big things because she, she didn't have no money and um eventually she connected with her with a manager who was like fighting for her to like um get signed uh to another label and stuff like that so the big thing I think about Tina Turner is that she kind of had like a huge comeback in a way that I guess like not a lot of people expected because she came back and was like one of the biggest stars in the world in the 80s and um she was a, a little bit older she was in like in her 40s and which is older than pop stars usually are especially when they are are getting to that level of stardom because she was even more famous than she was before so that level level of pop stardom like was um kind of like just unheard of for somebody um to achieve at her age um and eventually she also a couple years ago she married her um um her husband but they had been together for decades before that so that's also a part sort of a part of that like second chapter of her life um was also achieving that happiness um for herself not just through her career but just in her personal life because of course there was a lot to work through after being in in an abusive marriage but um yeah that's kind of like a little synopsis of her life um so we'll talk about the first thing is about achieving success at a later age and i think um just like thoughts on this in general and then maybe we can uh get into how this what does this look like what does this look like in classical music so i don't know it's hard to imagine how i guess she must have felt i saw her documentary which she is a participant in it's on hbo or uh it's on max um if y'all want to see it but I think she didn't feel like even though she was technically like successful in music before that I don't think she was really able to like enjoy it Mm -hmm. um so like I guess I mean but I guess it is like success at a later age still um I personally this is something that I'll be getting kind of itchy about I'm not gonna lie (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because like I just feel like I don't know how much like 
how long I could wait. Because, you know, some people, like, people love telling you, oh, so-and-so didn't pop off until they was 53 or so-and-so, then whatever. Like, how Tyler Perry is a billionaire, but he was sleeping in his car before that. Like, I don't know if I, if I could really get up, if I could really go that far, if I could stick it out for that long. I think mainly because I, I have a very low tolerance for suffering. Like, <laughs> like... I've noticed that, like, if you want to see a, a a drop in my mental health like this, I have any inkling of suffering. Like, people was laughing at me the other day because, like, it was raining. I'm like, I'm not walking home in the rain. Okay, suffering. Like, okay, suffering. <laughs> I'm like, I refuse to suffer. And they were like, suffering. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll meet y'all there. I'm Uber. Like, I don't have to, I don't have them to prove me personally. Like, I'll see y'all there. Like, Katie. like I just have such a low. Like, it's so bad. Like if I'm very, I could do a really good little woe is me. Like I have such a low tolerance for suffering, so it's like that's my gripe with like you'll be a billionaire at fifty. I'm like, so what about what must I do in the meantime? Yeah. Um, but I think like also like society just makes you feel like the whole success at any age thing is a anomaly you know mm -hmm. like you're supposed to we were talking about this a little bit before we even started recording about like family members being like so what you got going on because when i was your age and it's just like not only is it like a different time and a different world that we are inheriting it's also the fact that it can happen anytime like just because and also like what's your success to you is not what success is to me so yeah yeah and I think like specifically specifically for classical music I mean I think earlier on like it was it was like when you graduate um when you graduate from this school or this specific place it's like yeah you just get a job and that's it and that is just I was talking to so many people like that doesn't happen like that anymore like I'm so sorry like there's so many no hires there's like there's so many no hires there's one person here that had a job and didn't get tenure like there's so much more variables and um I, I won't say who but I remember having a conversation with someone and he was like I'm so sorry like I really believe that I was if I was playing at my same exact level 40 years ago I'd have been had a job and I I think that's true because also the level of classical music in, in any field the level continues to increase as time goes on like the way they were playing basketball now is not how they were playing basketball 50 years ago like every in every I'm sure I could have been in a drafted like you know what I'm saying like the way they were playing basketball the way I'm like, you think about like, that's why Simone Biles was such a huge deal because they were like, they girls were not flipping like this even 20 years ago. You know, like the, every field, the level continues to rise. So, but what sucks is because like, I feel classical music moves so slowly. It's like when you graduate from your little, your little conservatory, your little master's degree, big money, like, okay, go win a job. How stink, like the level has the level has in increased significantly and I don't think the field is really responding well to that because like the fact that you had a hundred people come audition 
and you had 10 people in the finals and not one person you didn't believe not one of these people could do the job you're you you're not being serious you're not um yeah yeah. i remember seeing a um a video of like the olympics like a while ago like decades ago they was just skipping around like (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay i'm also trying to find um hold on i'm trying to find this tweet that i saw just the other day about like this exact um this exact issue dang i'm trying to find it because it was basically about this it was about academia though and um it was about this girl her dad also had a phd and um she was saying that like she like is is struggling to get like a part-time lecture like lecture like position and he was like a a full professor with tenure and all that type of stuff she said she got more publications now than he had in his entire career i was just like (laughs) and also i feel like maybe i'm just making it up maybe someone from academia can hit us up but like i also feel like phds dmas are less more accessible now more people have them and maybe they're not more accessible but i think I'll take that back but more people are getting them like literally when I didn't know what I was gonna do after Eastman I matriculated into a school I was going to get a DMA and I pulled out last minute it's like it's just kind of like the natural what was that you know this oh uh, 2019 oh yeah. 2019 I didn't know I, yeah it was a DMA girl I was, I was supposed to go I didn't know who got <laughs> it to that point <laughs> yeah um and I it didn't feel right I'm happy I li- in, in the in the long run I'm happy I listened to that because my my gut told me not to um, go, but um, I just feel like it's just like the natural succession now. So you got all these people with DMAs, all these people with PhDs. There's no, there's not enough jobs for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different time. But you got people saying like, and also that woman that you're talking about, like she wrote autumn articles and has having a hard time getting a job. That's crazy. That's a part time, right? That's how I feel like with my mom be like oh you're getting a master's degree i'm like girl people are shitting master's degrees out of their booty cracks these days like i'm telling you people get them for fun people don't know what they're gonna do so they're like yeah i guess i'll just get a master's like okay hey i can't find i don't know why i can't find it but yeah that was basically it but i feel like um that was also one of the reasons why i had to bow out there were many many reasons why i was not trying to be like playing for a living but one of them was just like i i do believe that like anything is possible but it just gets so much harder i feel like the older you get because of the responsibilities like how long like just in general when you can no longer live with your parents or like whatever or you want to be on your own and stuff you have to work Mm -hmm. and then for some people how long are you gonna put your life on hold if you want kids you know like stuff like that it's like you now you have more responsibilities and it's like yeah you want this so bad but there's also other things that you want um and so i feel like it's just harder the older you get because of responsibilities um and you can't be practicing six seven hours a day anymore i think like that's been my biggest like struggle this like in a moment of transparency the past 
year I'd say actually like I'm not in school anymore I mean and I feel like part of the reason why I'm constantly I feel like if you at any given day were to like prick my prick my skin my blood would gush out like a a geyser like (laughs) I was so stressed out because it's like I feel like the stakes are so high because like I don't live with my mama and like I have to make myself my top priority because like literally no one else will so I I have to work but I can't work too much because I need to practice and um but then like you be overwhelmed because I'm not working enough so I'm stressed about that but I have to practice which derails my practicing I also I was talking I can't tell if it's a pandemic thing or what but my focus has gone down significantly I'm I spoke to someone who just won a job um he gave me great tips like I wrote them down I'm gonna because what I love about being at a festival is like you just like start talking to people and I was like yeah I'm doing like five four or five hour days and they're like what the hell are you doing for four or five hours and to be fair like this was a brass player so I think like we have different approaches to practicing I feel like strings we can just go on and on and on and on and they literally can't their face will turn and tackle me yeah and um but he gave me like a new method that I'm gonna try just to make my time more efficient because I told him I'm like I used to be able to do five and six hours every day and I might mentally start tapping out around three three and a half um he's like that's plenty of time so you would you practice straight through I do I because that's the thing because I don't know what it is. But I don't see like, how you can practice six hours straight. Like not even like from a mental standpoint. Yeah, like I get, I I would split it into two. And I feel like even like my most free days, which is like was Saturdays, it's no, it's normally Saturdays and Wednesdays. Those are the days where I can just do my thing. So then I I think like with the instrument in my hand we're looking at like probably like seven hours but like I'm, I might be on my phone or whatever because and I will not stop playing until I have done everything so that it takes six hours eventually but um I have to do it straight through because I just want to move on with my day that's how I feel about viola sometimes like I just want to put it at the be- I put it at the beginning I'm on my instrument by s- at seven or eight a.m and I just want to be done by noon so I have the rest of my day to do like whatever but i'm noticing that like somewhere around that 11 30 mark it's like oh what's on tiktok like i start to tap out so but i feel like because like i'm older which i'm not even that old but i think in classical music it's kind of old it's like the stakes are so much higher and it's like how much more how much longer am i gonna do this but also i'm incredibly stubborn so <laughs> that's that's a, it's an interesting place to be because I'm not one thing about me I don't give up like I would do the thing and be like all right then I'll pivot mm-hmm. but you finna I'm finna say what I'm I'm gonna do what I said I was gonna do like one thing about it which we will talk about that's an episode that I'm actually kind of excited to talk about <laughs> um that's a topic where I'm excited to talk about but um yeah I don't know girl I tapped out. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't. Once I check out of something mentally, like I, yeah. like it's just over for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I was in denial so much because I kept thinking like it's gonna come back. I'm gonna bounce back at some point, like yeah. whatever. But, mm. but I mean, this is. I mean, I should commend you for that because this is a field where like you gotta be all in or at least mostly in. Yeah. 
I just feel like it just won't work. Like because I was like, it's actually ridiculous. I was looking like, at. What was you gonna say? Nothing. I w- I was looking at um. What was it? it was some festival? It might have been Spoleto. No, it was something else. Oh, you know, I know what it was. It was the audition intensive thing, and it was a base sectional. I was like, I can't believe I used to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just I'm like it's just such a foreign. Like I haven't been to a sectional in years at this point. Also, what I can't think about too much is like we doing all this stuff. Like I was gonna take this <clears throat> audition that I pulled out of back in April. Um. And I, all this work and all this time, the pay was 25K. Hmm. What loan am I paying back for 25K? <laughs> That's why I told I told somebody, I was like, you know what I want you to do? I want you in the middle of rehearsal. I want you because I'm like, people listen to you. I want you to stand up in the middle of rehearsal and be like, this is preposterous. Because maybe somebody will start. <laughs> but whatever. It's going to work out. Yeah. But me personally, like I always say, like I got other interests outside of viola. Like viola's not my only thing, but I do love me a good little orchestra moment. So we gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna keep riding until the brakes the brakes fall off, which might be soon. But we gonna keep doing it. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then there was also like the success versus happiness idea. Um, but I think we should start with like how do you define success and do you before we can say like can you be successful and happy I feel like it makes sense to fold happiness into success but like obviously someone can appear successful via like having money and access and time and stuff like that which I think Money is a big uh, part of success for me just mm-hmm. because of it's not just because, oh, I can stun on people. Oh, I got my, you know, my designer, whatever. It's just all this stuff like it just it makes life easier. And I feel like success is arriving at a place where you feel like you're not just struggling yeah. all the damn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally. Like I just feel like that's when I'm I'm gonna feel successful when I feel a uh, return on investment mm-hmm. for the stuff that I do and I feel like I'm not like I will say so there are some people I've seen though that are very successful like we were talking about the influencer thing and I think with a lot of influencers it's, it, it's some of it is justified like the fact that it's a 24 hour job but it's also like you make a lot of money you can take time off if you want to but yeah. also people don't want to like fall out of the algorithm but also like if you're a certain size of influencer your people are checking for you it's not just mm-hmm. like you're going to be erased off the off the face of the earth you can also right. pay somebody to post for you while you, mm-hmm. while you take some time off like some right. of y'all be a little like i'm gonna need you to shut the hell up to be honest mm-hmm. um okay for whom the bell tolls tolls for thee What's going on over there? Oh, it's on the hour. It's on the hour, yeah. Um, yeah, but I feel like just so I I do feel like maybe if I did have a lot of money, I might still feel that way. But I would have the 
opportunity to work on that. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, it makes it easier because like right now, like, yeah, I could drop some stuff and work on my mental health or whatever the hell, but it's like, I don't know when that's going to be going to be done. I could be working on that for the next 20 years and be poor. I'd rather be rich yeah. and sad. And then I could yeah. pour into that and I could do all the wellness stuff that makes my life easier. And I could go to therapy three times a week if I need to like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also like I mean I um for those who listen to the reads like you might know that Kid Fury's been having like a hard time so I actually was thinking about this a couple um weeks ago when he I was surprised he was being he was so transparent to be honest um about what happened to him at Coachella and it's like he has a lot of seemingly like access and money like he posted his beautiful apartment in LA, in LA and like all this stuff so I could see like I know people say like money's not everything but me personally like I'm gonna have to get there and see because money makes stuff easier that's the thing like and I think like you could once I like okay if I were to define success I would say like I I just want everything that I want like that to me is like I got everything that I that I've everything I've set out to do I got like that's the success to me and one of those things like you said is having copious amounts of money not just to be like i have (laughs) (laughs) not copious because i don't want to have to i think because like success to me is also like not having to think about money i feel like i'm always thinking about money i'm thinking about money right now um i'm thinking about how like i had to buy a duffel bag and i had to uber to get the duffel bag and i had to uber back to my dorm and i should just by the time i did all of that i could have just paid the extra money just to have an overweight bag why am I thinking about that right now at this second? Yeah. If I had money, I wouldn't be thinking about that. It wouldn't even matter. How are you going to remain close to your aging relatives if you can't afford to live in the city? That, that That's what I'm worried about. I don't know if I can right. afford to live here. <laughs> so, right. So, it's like, I just want to get to a place where I don't have to ever think about that ever, ever again. And I feel like I would then be happy. Because I feel like if, I, if we were to consolidate my, my problems into 100 problems, I feel like 70 of them involve money to some degree so. 10 problems 7 of them would be money to some degree or money could fix it mm-hmm. or help so, it or help it right so it's like I know some people can be uh, unhappy with a lot of money and I'm not saying that it's gonna like be an automatic thing but I just feel like I got a better chance of of um of being happy because I feel yeah. like at least I'm not doing all this stuff with a monkey on my back trying to figure out how I'm gonna do all this other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, mm. but clearly in this case, I mean, in her life, obviously she had like the fame and stuff, but was obviously dealing with a lot of stuff behind closed doors. But was able to come back to and and have both success and happiness in both of those arenas in her personal life and in her career. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, that's why, like, the fame thing, I don't even want fame because she had fame and then she had to go home and deal with that. Like, her kids seem like, no, I wouldn't even want fame. Yeah, I don't know, cause certain, especially on the internet, like some like people would just be crazy. 
Yeah. Depending on how famous you are, like, I don't know. But yeah, I kind of want to hear y'all thoughts. I always say that and y'all don't do that. I think that's kind of funny. Um, But <laughs> I want to hear y'all thoughts on what we had to say. Especially like there's a couple people in our lives that like don't care about money. I want to hear if y'all if y'all um are in that f- herd of people that don't care about money. Um, what your thoughts are on this. Particularly you don't care about money and you're pursuing something. Like audition- you're taking auditions or... Cause that, I feel like every audition I've taken has cost a thousand dollars to take. Jesus. Over overall, unless it was, I think the only one I took that didn't cost that much was the Nashville sub because that was a three hour drive. So I think on average auditions take a thousand dollars. You have to because you have to. And, and, and that's because you play the viola too. Right. Imagine if I play cello, and it's like. I mean, you could, like, I had a friend that took an audition and bought the ticket to come right back because they knew they weren't going to advance. But it's like part of you wants to believe you'll advance. So you're, you, my favorite part is sitting in a hotel room for an extra day, like a donut, because you didn't advance and you just gotta, you just gotta eat. So auditions are mad expensive. So tell me how you don't care about money, but you're dropping a thousand dollars for a maybe. Yeah. That's that's I want to hear from y'all. That's not a read. That's just a. I'm curious. Yeah. Anyway, we moving on. Yep. We're not. Shut up. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Shaquille Southwell. He was just um, appointed to his principal clarinet. I should know that, right? Yep. Principal clarinet of the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And, of course, he's a product of the Atlanta Symphony's Talent Development Program. Um, he graduated the Juilliard School with a bachelor's degree in music, where he studied with Anthony McGill. He studied with a bunch of other people, too, um, that I'm not going to miss a lot of people. He's passionate about teaching, and his students be playing all over. And when he's not teaching, he's baking and doing hot yoga. Okay. Do your thing, Shaquille. But anyway, shout out to you. And, yeah, big Shaquille, not the little one. Period. Um, my piece of the week is Longsome by Nicholas Patel. It's from the Succession Season 4 soundtrack, which is very, very good. Um, <laughs> the Succession soundtrack. No, Period. it is very good. I don't, I don't, and I like the music from Succession is very good. I don't think I've ever really listened to, I have the other soundtracks, but I don't really like, I don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. But this one, like there's just some really good music on there. I'm like, but also the season was kind of sad, so like some of the music, I'd be like, okay, be reminding me of stuff. But no, the this one I actually was like, I might be listening to some of these for real. Oh shoot! I have suggestions on my list when I get back to when I get past next week to start watching. Also, did you see Mermaid? No, not yet. 
Did you? Girl, I almost cried. It was oh, you did. Just go. I, I was just like smitten. Like I know, like I went with a mixed bag of people. So like there were like critiques from people, but I was just like, girl, nah, you have to get up on my face with it. To be honest, <laughs> I was freaking smitten. Like it was just gorgeous just to see like Hallie doing her thing, like being the mermaid. Like the music was good. I, like Aquafina got a song that kind of was like. I felt bad because I was like, I, I kind of added it to my library. I don't know. She kind of added it up. Um, I have to, I want to see it again, actually. And I'm trying to decide, like, because it goes to streaming on July 8th. And I'm like, should I just wait? I'm probably going to wait. But I want to, yeah, I think I might wait, actually. Because by the time I get ready to go to the movie theaters again, it's going to be July 8th. But, girl, you got to see it. It was freaking gorgeous. Like, she just looked like, she's like, like per like she's perfection personified it was just yeah i don't care you can't really talk to me too much about mermaid (laughs) okay period all right thanks y'all for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast you can join the ebony tower (laughs) at patreon.com slash classically black podcast come on don't you want to join us especially like okay okay is it it's a little skimpy right now yeah but you know i'm at spoleto like you know you know where i you know what time it was when i get back it's gonna be mad exclusive content you don't want to be missed out like also it's not that expensive like come on man come on um um if you're black you can join ispm for free that's is black musicians on social media is black musicians.com uh follow social media at classically black podcast I already said that if you have a piece of the week suggestion or a black excellence suggestion, send to classically black podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Arrivederci.